0: It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here I Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Hoodat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang, Bang, Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we ready right here I Never Had It So Good Sports Radio.
1: Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always we got a great one dialed up for you this evening. Uh we're gonna start off, you know, we're gonna talk HBCU football here. I'm um, gonna turn it over to E once you know once we get started there. I gotta ask him about the whole situation with Morehouse. It looked like Hugh Jackson was the, uh, the, the foregone conclusion there, but it looks like there was an audible call, if you will. We've got another uh, head coach there heading there then Terrence Mathis. But we'll go ease his thoughts and opinions on that, plus more on uh, the HBCU talk as well. Got to talk some NFL uh, coaching hirings. A lot of stuff has happened in the last in the last week, ladies and gentlemen. Since we last spoke with you, uh, of course, we're going to preview the Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, want to get into some NBA talk as well. Joel Embiid goes down with that knee injury. Uh, Doc Rivers, bad start for him in the Bucs' uh, marriage there, if you will. Uh, plus, uh, at the end of the show, we're going to, uh, of course, E. Scott's entertainment segment. And, again, ladies and gentlemen, I do have the $25 up to anyone who think, thinks they could beat me. And, ladies and gentlemen, I want to let you guys know that I have no idea what the category is. The only thing that E. gives me the heads up is on how many questions there will be. I don't know the category or anything like that. So I'm in the dark just like you guys are. So with that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. How are you doing this evening, my brother?
2: It's driving me out of my mind.
1: That's why it's hard for me to
2: find. Can't get it out of my head. Miss her, kiss her, love her. We're move you dead. K-Walk, <laughs> never trust a big butt and a smile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that girl's poison. <laughs> Good stuff there, brother. Always love how you slide in, man. Always love it, love it, brother. Hey, E man, yeah, you know, we we got a lot on the uh, you know on the card tonight, uh, if you will. Um, you know, we, you know. We make it a point now going forward to talk some HBCU. And there were some changes the last time we, we spoke, E, and, and I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about, you know, the uh, about the Morehouse head coaching situation there in the football program and anything else you want to bring to the table as well. So with that being said, brother, take it away.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I only got a little bit tonight. I tried to get okay. a guest on, but he had a um, a, um conflict, scheduling conflict. So hopefully okay. we can get him on next week. Um, we've had him on before, uh, Brother Gus Johnson, to oh, talk yes, about HBCUs. But, yeah, we're going to try to get him on. Either Drew, because Drew, Uncle Drew, actually, we've had him on before, too. Uncle Drew actually went to Morehouse. He's a Morehouse alum. So um, hopefully I'll one of those guys up. But, yeah, it looks like, like I said last week, K-Walk, the HBCU life is is a bit different. If you didn't come up through it, like I think guys who played for an HBCU go on to be good coaches because they know what to expect and what not to expect. But if you coming from the NFL, then down to an HBCU, the drop off is tremendous. It just it just it just is what it is. And again, you have to have a certain mindset. Now, Coach Prime. Went to Jackson, and I think he was very successful in making. Well, it wasn't really a transition for him because he never coached in the NFL. He coached right. high school, so going to Jackson State was kind of like a step up for him. But I think he, you know, it had its trials and tribulations. But he knew what to expect and what not to expect. And then you had Hugh Jackson some time at Grandma, and he was unceremoniously rolled up out of there, which he didn't think was fair because he, he spoke out against it. And then he goes over to Morehouse. And from my understanding, they're in a little bit worse shape than Grandma was actually in, and they just couldn't come to terms. And so more, I was like, kind of like when uh, Bethune did with um, um, Ed Reed. Hey, no, Reed. no, we we going to go in another direction. And, I mean, and that just is what it is. I mean, the current slate... Of um, HBCU football, there's really not a lot going on now. I mean, they're you know more involved in the spring semester, but we got spring games coming up, you know, in a couple weeks and a couple about a month or so, and we'll mm-hmm. be previewing, you know, some of those. We'll get a couple guys on to talk about it, but um, yeah, they uh, Morehouse has decided to go with Terrence Matthews. As, as opposed to Hugh Jackson. Now, I hadn't heard anything from Hugh's camp, but he right. seemed like the type of dude who got to speak right. out. Because I know when we wrote him up off the set, he spoke out against us. So, yeah. you know, we just got to kind of stay tuned for that. But, yeah, I don't have a lot on HBCU this okay. week.
1: But, again, I'm going to try to get some of the guys on next week, and we'll do a deeper dive. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. I thought you might've had a little bit more insight because I was looking forward to, as far as why they, you know, they, they you know, they, they backpedaled on on this one and, and went a different direction from Hugh to Terrence Mathis and Terrence Mathis was, you know, a great football player, or I won't say great. He was a, he was a very serviceable receiver in the NFL with the Jets and, and with the Falcons as well. Um, so yeah, it was, I was curious to see what happened. there, what transpired there, but uh, like he said, We'll dive into more of it uh, next week uh, for sure. You know, we'll have some – hopefully we'll have some guests on there, uh, you know, to elaborate and, and also talk – you know more hbcus we're definitely going to implement that um it's a uh, it's a it's, it's, it's a goal of ours it's not a, just a goal but you know it's on our forefront of our minds we want to get this thing done especially myself even though i didn't go to an hbcu i still want to be educated on it nonetheless all right good stuff there e so let's switch gears here e and and let's go to the nfl speaking of coaches let's go to the nfl coaching carousel if you will and um I want to start off with, you know, there's so many different, you know, ways to start here, E. But I want to start off with uh, Dan Quinn, the former uh, defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, going to going to Washington, uh, the Commanders there, and um, so that means right now that I mean it means that Dan Quinn and Eric Bieniemy kind of spoke with one another, and Dan Quinn said that you know it wasn't a good time or he didn't want to work with Eric Bieniemy at this particular time. Now the last offensive coordinator position was filled. I think it was in. I think it was. I think it was in Seattle. I'm not quite sure. But nonetheless, there are, there are no more offensive coordinator positions or are remaining. So with that being said, Eric Enemy is out of a, a position right now. E and Dan Quinn going to the commanders and not willing to work with Eric of the enemy, what does it say, one, about Dan Quinn? And also, what does it say about Eric the enemy? Um, always seems to be behind the eight ball when it comes to either being a head coach or, you know, or, or an offensive coordinator in this case. Well, we'll see you about this.
2: Now, I don't want to speak ill of the enemy because I don't know this brother person. i never right. met him. You know, all I thing I know about him is what the media gives me about him. But, K-Walt, what do they say? with their smoke. There's fine. There's yeah. gotta be something there because this dude can't seem to I mean, he knows the game of football and he's a hell of an, I have the hell of an office in mind. But I mean, when you had your head coach come out and say, Hey Players are saying you too hard on them, or yeah. you you too m- military militaristic, or whatever. It's just it's it's got to be something there. And I mean, because Dan Quinn hadn't had the job for about forty eight hours, he's no 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 this 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 ain't gonna work. And I can't I can't really blame Dan Quinn for that because. If you go into a franchise, especially as one as, as dreadful as the Commanders, yeah. you want to bring your own people in. I get that. I mean, because yeah. you said, okay, if I keep this office, um, coordinator, that means they had the answers all the while. Why wasn't they doing it? So now we, we. I mean, I don't, I don't really fault Dan Quinn for this, but. Yeah. It only took about forty-eight hours. They walked, and like I yeah. said, when there's smoke, there's fire. There's got to be something there. Now, if I'm there enemy and all the OC jobs are taken, whatever, I will call my buddy Andy Reed up and say, "Hey, Andy, yeah. y- y'all got a game coming on Sunday. Um, <laughs> put me on a ten-day contract. Y'all need some help. I mean, I can, I can, I, I can guarantee you, Darius Tony will line up onside. He won't be outside. I mean, <laughs> you know whatever, whatever." But I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think the enemy is going to land on his feet because again, he's got an office in mind. He might not start the season. I mean, he may be going to the off season without a job. But before the start of next season, he'll be on somebody's staff doing something. But I I, I don't think he's ever going to be a head coach, and he'll probably be an OC again somewhere. But, again, there has to be something there that we don't know because everybody just don't get it wrong when the, when the opinion is the same.
1: Yeah, and I have to stand and I have to make a correction here. The Seahawks actually do have an offensive coordinator position available. Now, I'm hearing or I'm reading now that Eric B. Enemy is on their radar, but they just brought in, um, former head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, UCLA, and that's Chip Kelly as their offensive coordinator. But it looks like Eric Bieniemy is, you know, possibly on the radar as well. So I stand corrected there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so there is a, a still a small chance that, you know, and there's a, I don't want to say a small chance. There's still a chance for Eric Bieniemy to land a job. Now, we know that Mike McDonald, the uh, the, de- the former defensive coordinator, of the Baltimore Ravens is now the new head coach of the uh, the Sea the Seahawks there. Now, e with with that being said, with that possibility, with that uh, that door being open for possible um, you know, for possibilities of, of Eric Enemy, you know, going there. What say you about that fit, you know, and, you know, with that organization, you know, Pete Carroll's still going to be a part of the organization, but in the front of office or a consulting capacity, if you will, with Mike McDaniel as the new head coach, what say you about him possibly landing there?
2: I mean, I say kick the tires because Geno Smith, I mean, quiet as it's kept, you, you, Geno Smith made, made a um, – Last year, not this year, but last year he made a, a good showing for a comeback player of the year. We saw a new and improved Geno Smith in Seattle, and I think with a great mind like the enemy, I mean, I'm not saying they're a be enemy away, but you get some pieces around Geno, you know, I mean, because a great offensive coordinator needs a, a, a quarterback that can run his system. And if he can get Geno to do that, which it seems like Geno has made strides to improve, you know, him himself as a quarterback, I yes. think he could be a fit. And like I said, at least kick the tires and see what you got. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's that's. Um, it may not be a bad collaboration, man. There, Chip Kelly. You know, I, I forgot all about Chip Kelly to be honest with you. I know he's. You know, he he was a big name. You know, when he was in Oregon, and then you know tried to make a in that that move to the NFL with the Eagles and with the 49ers, and then back to UCLA, and then to UCLA. It just seems like I just totally forgot about Chip Kelly, especially when he had those dynamic offenses, you know, with um, Michael Michael James and and those guys. um, Always had a great offense. Didn't he go
2: from Oregon, like with Marcus Mariota? Wasn't that him?
1: Yeah, Marcus Mariota, I think. um, Here's the the problem with Chip.
2: Chip runs an offense where you run about eighty plays a quarter. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: right. And when you coaching college dudes who are out there playing for free, you can do that. <laughs> but when you go to the next level and you got dudes on the team that make more money than you, like, hey, no, 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 we ain't finna do that. That's crazy. No, sir. And we they got to shut that down, so they, they ran Chip out of the NFL. Now I thought yeah. he was doing well over at UCLA, but I'm like you, I had forgot about him because you know, I will watch a West Coast NFL game because I love the NFL that much. Mm-hmm. Yes, a West Coast college game, unless it's yeah. Coach Prime them, no, nah, no, nah, we ain't watching that. So I <laughs> forgot, about, I forgot yeah. about Chip Kelly myself. I did, yeah. He, uh, like I said, if you and Coach Prime, I don't know about going into this season if I'm going to make them 10 o'clock games like I did, you know, this season because, you know, the novelty that kind of yeah. wore off. <laughs> Cause Prime, I'll see you at yeah. 3 o'clock. If you ain't coming on to 10, yeah, I'll see the highlights the next morning. no no, no, no no,
1: yeah, I can't argue with that, eh, for, uh, for sure. And, I, and that could be the reason why that I forgot about them as well, because it is UCLA, and they do play, you know, 10 o'clock, you know, on, on a Saturday. And when you're all footballed out and, and you know, if, you, if you're if doing other things as well, you're not thinking about Chip Kelly and UCLA, uh, UCLA Bruins, for sure. <laughs> the only reason um, you
2: watching those games, K-Walk, if you a gambler and hey, you'd have lost yeah. all day, so now by 10 o'clock <laughs> you chasing. You're to get you, you some <laughs> money back. that break either. right? Yeah, and I'm not talking about like UCLA. I'm talking about yeah. two schools over there. You ain't never heard of Utah State versus Colorado College. I mean, yeah, you trying you try to make your money, man. That's all chasing. We'll take our program for you because you have a problem. Yeah, I'm about to say, if
1: you're doing that, you need help right there. You're doing, you're on you do it, you better know those things. You definitely need help for sure. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, I, you know, I wonder if that would be a good collaboration. But hey, let, before we move on to the next one, I want to get just move on to a little bit. You know, possibly in the future, we know Bill Belichick is not going to uh, is not going to be coaching this year, and it's possible that Eric Bieniemy won't be coaching this year either. So with that being said, what would it look like next year? Because you know that it's always going to be a Black Monday. There's always going to be some, you know, or someone's getting fired. Someone's always going to get fired each and every uh, 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 season. But what about the collaboration of Bill Belichick? We know Bill Belichick is always about the defense. He's a defensive-minded guy. He brings a defensive-minded, uh, you know, coaches, uh, you know, for sure. And then if he doesn't do it, then, I mean, if he, if he doesn't bring in a coach – um that he thinks is, you know, uh, um, you know, if you will, he'll step in and take over the defense. But he seems to step in a little bit too much on the offense. But what about Bill Belichick and Eric Bienname collaborating, man? How would that look? I'm not, I don't have any team out there in particular, but just them coaching together, you know, Bill Belichick, the head coach, Eric Bienname, the offensive coordinator, what would that look like? And is, would that work?
2: Oh, for sure, and it's going to work in Kansas City. Did you get the Did you get a chance to read the article I sent you earlier today?
1: No, I did not. It was not open for me. It kept it kept giving okay. me local news, so no, I, I didn't get a chance. Okay. I had to text so you back on that. The, okay. the,
2: the, the The gist of the article was Arthur Blank offered Belichick the job in Atlanta, and Belichick turned the job down. That's what okay. the article I sent you was saying. And so, okay. like I said, like I told you either last week or the week before. If Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl, Andy Reid is probably looking to retire or move into okay. the front office. Gotcha. Him and Belichick okay. are friends. I think, you know, Belichick and him have had a conversation and if Andy Reid retires and moves into the front office, it's a seamless transition to bring his old buddy Belichick, slide him right in there with the old office coordinator who has already worked okay. close with Patrick Mahomes and Eric B. So I think it'll be a marriage made in heaven. Now, when Belichick starts trying to bring in Matt Patricia and try to draft people, that's where the whole <laughs> thing's going to go to hell. Right. because. <laughs> The one thing Belichick has proven over his years in football, excellent head coach, horrible GM. Kind of like Michael Jordan, excellent player, horrible executive. I mean, it it just ain't meant for everybody to do. I mean, because Bill, if you give him the groceries, He's gonna make an excellent meal, but Bill Come out on. here trying to live like Parcel saying, "Well, if I'm gonna cook the food, I need to be involved in buying the groceries." Well, <laughs> the menu call for a high end steak dinner, and Bill out here buying boneless, skinless chicken breasts and and, <laughs> and uh, no leg quarters. He need buying he out here buying leg, leg quarters, quarters. And, and trying to serve them. You know, charging $65 a plate. Nah, Bill. Yeah. You had filet mignon with Tom Brady, and now, you, and now you are here trying to serve me saltberry and call it the high end. Nah, Bill. You, We'll get the food. You just cook it.
1: Well said, brother. Well said. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even get a chance. I just saw the, when you sent it to me, I just saw that it said that Bill Belichick turned the, uh, you know, turned down the head coaching job, but it wouldn't allow me to go any further. It just kept giving me local news, um,
4: Oh, okay, so
1: yes, I asked why i didn't respond and and I got caught up in other things as well, but nonetheless yeah I mean I, that'd be an interesting collaboration for, for sure if that comes to fruition, we know the n f l we 're conspiracy theorists, e so you know it it falls right into our realm into what we like to believe that very well could happen and and it'll be interesting now, does Eric the enemy want to go back into that position and 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 work on another head coach? does he want to go out there and become a head coach? Um, because even we know, again, year after year, season after season, there are going to be job openings. And, and, and like you said earlier, you alluded to earlier, e, there's something going on with Eric B. where he's just not on the top of people's um, the wish list, um, if you will. Immediately, like you said, Dan Quinn got that job in less than a week or less than a couple of days or two days whatever it was. He he came out and said that, you know, he's not going to work with Eric B. Enemy at this time. So I don't know what's going on with that enemy man. Because we, you know there were rumors out there that he wasn't a great hire. You you alluded to it. You mentioned it earlier that in the beginning of the season that uh, the players saying that he was too intense. Ron Rivera came out and said, yeah, you know he was too intense. I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard that too intense as an offensive coordinator. Um, and I don't know why Rod Rivera would would bring that up, you know, you know that dirty air, that dirty laundry, but you know that could be the reason why he's, you know, he's no longer there. Um, at the yeah, same time,
2: they, they they make it seem like be anymore. I here running the Oklahoma drill. You, you know, know what
3: I
1: mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you always say to Oklahoma drill? Always features guys it, the, uh, NBA players, or basketball players. Oh yeah, players. it,
2: it, it separates the men from the boys. I mean, it, 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 it lets you know at an early age. Hey, man, I told you, because what it did for me was, yeah, man, I read pretty good. I can go to college another way.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right.
2: That, that that Oklahoma drill will let you know quickly whether or not this is for you.
1: And it, it, it turned me to a wide receiver real quick, too, man, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> that drill's no joke, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know what it is, Google it, look it up, YouTube it. So that will, like you said, that will, uh, that turns men into boys. I mean, boys into men uh, for sure. And if you're not born it for that. Them. It, well, it separates them. I mean, it the yeah, boy. Separates, yeah. separates them. separates Yeah, absolutely. But it, it will you, turn a boy into a man as well, if, if you're willing to go do yeah. that as well. Man, I tell you, that that's a different animal. Especially if you you got some of them slobber knockers, as, you know, that old school saying uh yeah. back in the day. Uh, all right. So good stuff there. All right. Let's do this. Let's grab our first break. We got our good buddy, Mr. Uh, Special K on. I'm going to bring him in uh, after the break. I, I want to stay on the uh, the talk of the uh, the head coaches. I want to want to talk a little bit of of uh, your guys, your team, um, the uh, the, uh, the Saints, and what they brought into as an offensive coordinator. Speaking of offensive coordinators, I believe it's a great hire for you guys. I think it's going to be a good look for you guys. And I also want to talk about Arthur Smith and uh, Cliff Kingsbury as well, going to the Raiders and ultimately going to the, the Commanders, and so much more. And, again, ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, you know, uh, obviously we're going to preview the uh, the Super Bowl and get into some NBA talk as well. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't already know you're here, you know where you're at. You know where you're at. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. Never had it so good in sports radio.
0: Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamal I. Reef, master killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with Kay Walker E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes chat with our consulting pharmacist by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms kitchens and so much more give us a call at 803-529-0092 check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com visit us on facebook twitter and instagram too just search j rob tile or john robinson tile we're licensed and insured and schluter certified if you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms. Installs all types. That's John JohnRobinsonTileTheNumber2.com.
2: CampLineman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. It's sports talk with K. Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just joining us uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, we talked HBCU Morehouse football. Hugh Jackson and uh, Terrence Mathis. Uh, we're going to dive into a little bit deeper, ladies and gentlemen. So you didn't miss too much there, but next week uh, we're going to dive into uh, that deeper, plus so much more HBCU as well. Uh, we were talking about NFL coaching hiring as well. Dan Quinn, Eric the Bill Belichick, um, as well. I want to stay on that uh, that topic as far as. NFL coaching before we get into our preview of the uh, of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58 between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, e, and we got our good buddy, uh, Special K, on. Let me bring in Special K here. Uh, Mr. K, how are you doing this evening? Thank you so much for joining us this evening, brother.
4: I appreciate it, man. How's everybody? Everyone well, okay? Doing well. Doing
1: well. Doing well. Yeah, um, yeah, before the, you know, Right now, e, again, I want to stay on the topic, and I want to talk about Cliff Kingsbury right now, and kind of a flip flop that he did. Um, you know, he was you know announced, he accepted the position, the offensive coordinator, uh, with the, uh, the the Las Vegas Raiders, and then he pulled a Josh McDaniels, if you will, and went to uh, and, and, and went to the Commanders to team up with Dan Quinn um what say you about that move um what do you what do you make of that move e? why was that move made in your opinion i know it's hard to you know figure out cliff kingsbury i don't even know how he's in consideration let alone having two jobs basically at the same time if you will but your thoughts and opinions on what t- transpired there
2: well i didn't really trust him since he left arizona so right. i i don't know it, it it's it's Maybe him and Dan Quinn are buddies. Maybe they go back. I mean, I, I don't know. But I mean, when you were committed to the Raiders and we going over there work with Antonio, I mean, I, I don't know what 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 the call was like between you and Dan Quinn. But I do think it was a little messed up. But hey, I don't think he's going to be successful in either place. So. I mean, it it, it doesn't affect my team at all, so I I really don't care, you know, what he does. But I'm just saying, I just think that, that was a little shady. It was a little suspect. As the kids say, it was sus.
1: Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, I know, right? Trying to keep up with this Lego too myself. E. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But you're right, E. And you gotta, you gotta ask yourself: This guy's really been like, how did he get? First of all, how did he get that 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 job at Arizona, coming from Texas Tech? He asked that question, and then he's out of there, and now he's got essentially two jobs. You know, you know, the two in the same position with two different organizations, and then you got a guy like Eric the Enemy who's a proven. Offensive coordinator, uh, Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, who you know who's not even getting you know looked at, and and essentially Chris Kingsbury got two jobs on you know east side of the you know on both east coasts of the uh, of the country you know with the Raiders and ultimately with the Commanders. Um, so with that being said, man, I I just don't I don't think he's I don't think he's worth all of this. I don't know where these guys are getting or what is about Kingsbury. That is going to you know that attract so much attention to him because if you look at him with Arizona, he had Kyle Murray, he had the D Hop, he had James Conner. I mean, he had an offense that you know any legitimate offensive coordinator or head coach could you know succeed with. But you know, I know I know Murray got hurt, you know D Hop got you know hurt, and then ultimately got traded. I get that, but even when they were healthy, they you know they were making some noise. But they weren't making enough noise where you know he should have been the off. I mean the, the head coach there or, or getting this type of consideration from other organizations. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't see the hype there, man. I, I really don't. Um, but you know, Kay, what what say you about Kingsbury? You know, flip flopping from the Raiders to the Commanders. Any insight on that?
4: Uh, I don't really have no insight, man. I don't yeah. I mean, like uh, yeah. He hasn't done much, so, you know, what what's the hype now? Nah, I mean, yeah. if it's a buddy situation, you know, um, I get it. You know, that's your homie. You're going to uh, go coach with your homie or whatnot. Y'all pretty much going to have, uh, you know, if not the same ideas, you know what the other is thinking, you know, so yeah. that makes the situation a little better uh, for both of them. So maybe that's what it is. Um, if that's what it is, I'll say I understand. You know what I mean? Because white, black, or indifferent, whatever the case may be, it's my homie. You know what I mean? And he needs what I can offer. You know, and we we know how we're going to, you know, cope with each other or whatnot. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I mean, it don't look good, but, um, again, if that's my homie, you know, uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, we're going to be on the same page um so yeah i i get it if it's on that level now if it's anything else it's BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So it, it, it looks bad business-wise but you know like i say i get it as far as how he's getting these jobs well the reason he's got the arizona job my understanding somewhere down the line he knew Colomer and you know they was in position to pick him or whatever blah, blah. right so yeah. that's that's my understanding of how he got that job or, or what helped him uh get that job. Um, but this, um, outside of a buddy situation I would I really wouldn't understand that or don't understand it, I should say.
1: Yeah, man. And then and then you look at the Raiders. You know, they had to, you know, go to I don't know if it was the second choice or, or what choice it was. You know, Luke Luke gets the uh, the offensive coordinator there, young uh, up and coming, you know, offensive coordinator, and, and we're probably going to hear about him you know, in the future, you know, depending how well they do. Um, with Antonio Pierce being the motivator that he is there and, and, and bringing these guys back and wanting to play for him and running through a brick wall for him, you know, we're probably, you know, it's only a matter of time before we hear Luca uh, Getsy's name as far as um, them, um, as far as them being a, uh, uh, you know, him being a hot. High, high, Commodity, um, when the next coaching carousel happens because it happens every year, ladies and gentlemen. So just be on the lookout for that. It's not a matter of uh, if; it's a matter of when when it comes to the coaching carousels. Uh, but Eve, let's let's switch gears here. I want to talk about your New Orleans Saints, man, and your New Orleans Saints uh, got a uh, made a pickup there with um, you know with Clint, uh, Clint, excuse me, Cubiac, who's the former on. Uh, um, former pass coordinator, offensive assistant with uh, with my San Francisco 49ers, man. I'm telling you right now, guys, you are getting who that nation, you are getting a Jim and this guy, you are getting a guy that understands the game. He worked he worked under Kyle Shanahan, so you know that he he knows what he's doing, man. And he's the pass, he was a passing coordinator of the uh of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, hate to see him go, man. We're losing so many different coordinators because of hand, but it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. But um, a two for one. How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about that? And then, well, actually, I'll ask you this question first, and after you answer that, I'll ask you the second part of this question. But um, when you first heard about Clint Kubiak uh, becoming your offensive coordinator, uh, what was what through your mind, and how'd you feel about that?
2: Well, I, the first I heard of it, I, I didn't know what to think of it because I read an article earlier that we were hiring the ex-Atlanta coach that office mm-hmm.
3: coordinator,
2: yeah. I heard we were making a move for Arthur Smith. Cause remember, I sent you the thing saying like, how yeah. are they gonna work that first meeting between him and Jack? Yes, yeah. yeah, you did. I mean, yeah. So yeah. I thought that was official. So then when I when I found out we were hiring this other guy, I said, well, maybe something, maybe it fell through because I want to say the report came from Shefty. The Arthur Smith hiring. Yes. Because, you know, I normally won't even send it out if it's not Shafty or Orange. Not
1: Shefty, right? But, right. Yeah, right, because right. It's,
2: uh, otherwise, you know, it, it could be, you know, Fugazi, fake news. So... <laughs> I thought for sure we were getting Arthur Smith, and then I hear we're getting the guy from San Francisco. And I was like, you know, the big thing in the NFL, if a guy coached under this guy, they call it the coaching tree, then yeah. he should be good. So I, I thought it was a positive thing because we, he's coming from the Shanahan tree. Now, the yeah. problem we going to have over there, our quarterback is terrible. I don't give a damn if you bring in Jesus as <laughs> an offensive coordinator. Our quarterback is terrible. <laughs> We're going to lose Slant Boy, because if, if Slant Boy don't reconstruct his deal for the fifth time, we're going to owe him a gazillion dollars. Um, we got Olave, which is good. Kamara's not happy. I don't know how much time we got him for. Our offensive line is atrocious. So, again, unless you bring in that, bringing in Jesus at OC and Moses at DC, we're we still in a lot of trouble over there. But,
1: hey, we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, he, I mean, I mean, great points there. And, and you know what? The one thing that I wanted to ask you uh, about this, and again, Clint Kubiak. Before I start that, Clint Kubiak is, um, you know, under that tree, under that Shanahan tree. You see Mike McDaniel's there, and you see uh, I forget who else. There was another offensive guy under on the, on the Shanahan who's uh, an offensive coordinator um, somewhere else as well. But yeah, he, you're, you're getting a good guy there. I mean, as far as um, uh, IQ um, being innovative. In um, that offense, you've seen, 40, you've seen the Forty ers offense, so you're going to get the same, pretty much the same, much, uh, same, same type of offense, and I'm pretty sure. But, but that the
2: difference is, the difference is K. walk The, player,
1: up, I I the difference
2: it. is. Uh, San Francisco has the personnel to that's what I was going this
1: offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going with next. Yeah. Okay. That's where I was I was I was alluding to next is that now they gotta put the pieces in the right place in order for that to you know to come to fruition. So I, I get that. You know, it starts there though. It starts with that offensive mind and uh, then you build around that and you bring those players, um, you know, uh, in, in there. Um, now there's some receivers out there, E. You know, there's Mike Pittman Jr. And again, before I started that, I wanted to ask you. I don't know this, E, but you're closer to the, you're you're more dialed into the Who That Nation. What's the salary cap situation there in uh, in New Orleans, down in New Orleans?
2: Terrible.
1: We're over the cap. We're over the cap every you're year. Over we the still cap. play Yeah, we still playing Drew Brees.
2: I mean, we we did some um, we made some terrible moves that's still coming back to haunt us. I mean, again, because like I said, if Michael Thomas doesn't restructure, there's no way we, we can afford to keep him. I mean, we we just married some bad contracts back in the day that we still haven't really got past. I mean, every year they seem to make it work, and then they cleared up money and go give Derek Carr $100 million. Yeah. I mean, so the, the cap situation is terrible.
1: Yeah, see that's and that's where I was going. I one wanted to, wanted to go with next is because the fact of the matter is you mentioned you you might be losing uh, slant boy Michael Thompson Thomas. Excuse me, uh, for those who don't know, um, yeah, that, that's going to be tough, man. Because you got some receivers out there on the market that could help that offense, like a Mike Evans. I know he's up there in age a little bit; he's ten years. Um, and Mike uh, Mike Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. from the Colts um, is out there as well. T Higgins. Top three. Those are top three. The top three receivers on the free agent list right now. I don't see T. Higgins being that guy that you want to pay. Being a number one receiver, I think he's better as a complementary receiver. But yeah, I think they have to clear up before anything can happened. You can bring in any coach, like you said, Jesus himself. I can come in there, and unless they clean up that salary cap situation, then I think you guys are going to be you're hurting for for sure. Especially if Michael Thomas doesn't want to re- renegotiate his contract, you're going to have to waive him, and then there's going to be some dead money there. I don't know the situation with AK-41 there, so I don't know what's going on there, but I will see. But um, nonetheless, let me, ask, uh, let me ask Kay, who's a Buccaneers fan, rivalry of a rival of uh, the, the, uh, the New Orleans Saints, your thoughts and opinions about uh, Clay Kubiak being hired as the uh, offensive coordinator there in, uh, in, in New Orleans? Let me make sure I'm clear. This cat comes from uh, San Francisco, right? Yes, sir. He's their their, their passing coordinator, offense assistant, but official title is a passing coordinator. So yes.
4: Pri- prisoner, prisoner of the moment, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think it looks good. Prisoner of the moment, you know. Um, it, this is one of the things I, I don't necessarily like about the NFL. I get it, but I don't necessarily like it. I mean, just because he was one of the coaches over there, and yeah, yeah, the offense looked good, but, again, they got great personnel over there as well. Um, you know, doesn't mean he's gonna be good. Um, I mean time or tell, but that doesn't mean that, you know, this guy's gonna be or gonna be able to produce what he was doing or what he was a part of in San Francisco. So, you know, prisoner of the moment, you know, and that's that's nothing against Mr Kubiak. Ain't that the uh old quarterback for the General Broncos back in the day?
3: What did they <laughs> uh, Gary uh, Kubia. Uh, mhm.
4: Yeah. Oh my bad. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> like I was saying, just prisoner of the moment, man. I ain't gonna drag on, cause I I can't. You know, ain't nothing too much to say. Um, if it works out, great. Um, I hope it don't, but uh, that's that's another story. Uh, <laughs> but he yeah, is, I'm, he I'm is a tired
1: the son. Yeah, he is the son of Gary Kubiak. By by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. I mean, okay.
4: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, prisoner of the moment. Not no 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 disrespect to Mister Kubiak or whatever. If he does great, I mean kudos to him. But you know, um, that's how I'm a labeler. <laughs>
1: I, I, you know what? It sounds like a little bit of no, I don't want to call it hate, but you know rivalry talk there. I'll call I'll, I'll, I'll call it that. Okay, you know, you're right. It's hate. yeah, it's hate is <laughs> yeah. to hate. All right, yeah. good good stuff, good stuff. All right, um, what else I got on my list here, man? I just wanted to throw some out there. You mentioned um, Arthur uh, Smith, E. And, you know, as you mentioned, he was supposed to be, you know, he was named the uh, offensive coordinator uh, for, for the New Orleans Saints. And then, again, same thing with, you know, uh, you know, with Clint Kingberry. He was named the offensive coordinator of the Raiders and then flip-flopped the, the Commanders. Same thing happened here with Alter Smith, Saints, and then ultimately the uh, now the Steelers. Um, don't want to know what happened there. I think a lot of that Jameis Winston's, you know, if you may have something to do with it. I'm not you know, I'm just saying I'm just simply saying, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think that would have been a, a a comfortable first day of the on the job together, if you will. Go ahead, you got something to say?
2: So yeah. so you said, Augustville walked in and say it's me and Jameis and they said, Well, we gonna keep Jameis here. You get your ass up out of here. And, and that was the end of that relationship. Now he tried to come in and put his foot down. It's me or Jameis? <laughs> hey, we ain't paying. We ain't paying David for about two million. Yeah, we mm-hmm. going not go broke with James. I, mean, <laughs> I don't even you know what they're playing, Smith. But you me, right. but you, you got to go home. But you got to get the hell up out of here.
1: <laughs> for sure. And and then he winds up. You know, I don't even know what Arthur Smith's um offense Criticism? philosophy is. <laughs> no, this is his philosophy. I don't know what he, he. I don't know where he came from. I can look that up. But just off the top of the head, I just don't – with that offense, looking at the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons offense, what were they trying to do? I don't know what they were ultimately trying to do. They had two great – with three great weapons and B. John Robinson. Um, we know that Kyle Pittman and then uh, London, Drake London as well. And they just couldn't get it done with the quarterbacks. I mean, they had Redmond and they had um, Heineke and then they had another guy, I forget who else. It is, and they just kept rotating those quarterbacks on them. I can't tell you what type of authors uh, philosophy Arthur Smith runs. But nonetheless, he's in uh, the Steel Nation. He's with the Steelers right now. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, I guess that's what you know they like. I don't know. Again, I don't know what it is. They have a quarterback there. And um, it, what's the young kid's name out of Pitt? um can't think of his name right now. His name escapes me. It'll come to me in a second. Uh, usually it does. And then they have, you know, uh, Pickett. Pickett, that's his name, Kenny Pickett. And then you have George Pickens, the receiver. And then you have two, two-headed 2 monster and and uh, Najee Harris and another uh, running back. But nonetheless, they have a serviceable offense, and they have a young uh, 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 tight end as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. E, your thoughts and opinions on, on Arthur Smith going to the the the, uh, the Steelers, and you 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 probably know more you than better than I do because you are a rival of the, the Falcons and you've seen them twice a year. What say you about the Arthur Smith uh, collaboration with uh, Mike Tomlin in uh in in Pittsburgh? in
2: Pittsburgh? Like Kate was talking <laughs> about Kubiac, this is another the moment. I don't know what this prisoner of because
3: I'm
2: going to go back to a term we've used many times on this show when it comes to Art Smith. Hey, man, we've seen his movies and wasn't none of them good. Like you said, he got B. John Robinson, he got Lundgren, he had Pitts, and Mm -hmm. and they were still atrocious, awful. And, I mean, I know, yeah, they had a Rob Doyle quarterback, but at some point – you got to take a mediocre quarterback and do something with the rest of the guys. I mean, Seriously. most teams can only go as far as their quarterback takes them. But if you can put together a good defense and a halfway decent offense, you can win Super Bowls, Trent um, Dilfer. That first Super Bowl y'all won, K. not the Tom Brady Super Bowl, but the one with – um exactly, I can't uh, even remember his name. Gannon, exactly. Gannon, Gannon, no, no, Rich
1: Gannon. It was, Gannon.
2: Gannon. No, it was, it was Gannon? um Gannon? It was the Washington State. Um, Oh, 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 okay. oh yeah. uh, Kay, Danny, who was our quarterback I, in that I first? That's Andy wasn't it? No, 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 that wasn't no. That wasn't, no. Kay, you know, who was who was our quarterback in that first Super Bowl? Not the Tom Brady. Brad yeah, yeah, oh,
3: Brad yeah. Johnson.
2: Brad Johnson. Yeah, so Johnson. see what I'm saying? You, you can take you can take a Brad Johnson, a Trent Dilfer, um, Joe Flacco. There have been many mediocre quarterbacks who win the Super Bowl when the rest of the team is good. So I said that to say I don't know what kind of offense mind Arthur Smith yeah. got because he had talent, and they were awful. But then again, Kyle Shanahan came from Atlanta. He was up 28-3 to 3 in the Super Bowl and into the fourth quarter. Because I looked at this game, and I was just talking about this the other day. If Atlanta runs the football and goes three and out, New England gets the ball and scores a touchdown on every play. Atlanta still wins the football game because New England would have run out of time. But how do you have them come back? You start throwing the football, incompletions. You go three and out, and you only use 10 seconds while Tom out there doing surgery. So, But my point is, I with Kyle Shanahan. The reason he parlayed that to San Francisco, I'd be like, hey, man, that wasn't my fault. Uh, Dan Quinn's holder told me to keep throwing the ball and plus the defense and hold up, whatever, whatever. But I'm just saying, coming from Atlanta with a great offense in of mind, if he can pull a Shanahan in, in Pittsburgh, working with Tomlin, hey, t- t- more power to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I can't argue with that, man. You know that Kyle Shanahan, that's a different Kyle Shanahan, and we're all products of our experiences. That's all I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but hey, okay, what say you about the Arthur Smith hiring there in uh, in Pittsburgh? The
4: only thing, only thing I can say, man, is maybe they trying to trying to run the ball. I give him that. He did try to. I can't remember the other running back name, but I, it, I know it started with a T, Tyron or something like that. Um, for Atlanta. Um, they mm-hmm. did try to run the
1: it's ball.
4: p Run? No, it wasn't P Ryan. No, 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 it wasn't P Run, no. Um, I don't remember the cat name, man, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like they yeah. they did try to run the ball. That's something they attempted to do. So um I I imagine that's why they got him. Um, because they do have two good running backs. Um, you know, uh they they got a wide receiver, Lord have mercy. Man just get fifty. His ass is lazy. Jesus Christ. Um, but, you know, it, it, it can be decent up there. You know, I give him that. Um, I don't know about Super Bowl and all that there, but um, that will be dependent on the defense. Um, but, you know, he, he'll serve the purpose, run the ball. Yeah, for sure.
1: It was Tyler Agler uh, as well. That's their backup quarterback. I mean, a backup running back. And he actually put up decent points. And I think you're thinking of uh, Cordell Patterson. Um, he was also yep. you know, that, that guy as well. Cordell so they Patterson. had they I had was thinking it, of yeah. Al, Al what his name is? Yeah, yeah, Tyler yeah. Algier. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. All, all three of those guys were serviceable, man. So they had the, the weapons, and they have a one, two, and three, and they're all. Um, they're all change-of-pace guys. They're all change-of-pace guys. Uh, B. John Robinson, you know, being that that one guy. Actually, him and Cordell Patterson were kind of similar because they're, cause Cordell Patterson was a receiver for the most part, but he's he learned how to run the ball. and Cordell is kind of like a, a,
4: a poor man demo.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Good, good, good call there, man. Good call there. Yeah, for sure. So, with that being said, stay on the Steelers talk, E., I have to ask you, because this came out in the last couple of days, uh, a name that I, I totally forgot, but it, it popped up, and he said that he wants to make a return to the NFL. He's 31 years old. Been on the league for about three years now, I think it is, and he said he only wants to play for the team that drafted him, and that's Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell has come out and said that he wants to make a return and he only wants to play for uh, the Steelers. Hey, what, what say you about this move and, um, you know, do the Steelers bring them in? Um, and how much does he have left, if anything? I think I
2: better let it go. Let it go. <laughs>
1: Looks like another little, little TK. And i
2: know it's over. At 31, I mean, yeah, playing man. running back, I mean, uh, unless you're going to go in for the veteran league minimum and they're going to pay you little to no money, I mean, Mm -hmm. you you might be able to get some run there, but this is already a league that doesn't value running backs. I mean, you could be the hottest thing smoking coming out of college, and you might get drafted in the third round. You could have led the league in touchdowns in Detroit last year, and when you come to New Orleans, you only get one garbage-time victory formation touchdown this year. So the running back position is not valued at all. Levy on. I mean, not, not, they they value punters more than they do you. Pat 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 McAfee was a punter. Now he on ESPN making a gazillion dollars. So yeah, there's a the running back out there doing what Pat McAfee does. They don't respect you. They don't like you. So as running back at 31 years of age, I mean, again, if you want to come on and sign for the veteran league minimum, we might get you some run But if we got a chance to put somebody ahead of you. They're going to get the burning, you not. So, I mean, if, you, if the Steelers, I don't know their current running back situation because I don't really watch them. Yeah. But, I mean, you might want to kick the tires, you know, bring them into camp. That doesn't guarantee them a spot on the team. If you show you something at camp, maybe put them on the practice squad. I, mean, I don't know. But I don't think you can just walk out right there, suit up, and think you for get to get 1,000 yards. Now, dog, them days over.
1: Yeah, and, and you look at it, and you, and when you look at the uh, the running back situation there, and when, in Pittsburgh, you got Najee Harris, as I mentioned, you got Jalen Warren as well. That's the other guy I couldn't think of. Um, Najee, yes, of my yeah, my...
2: yeah, yeah,
1: Najee. Yeah, Najee Harris and and Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren was serviceable as well. When Najee went down, um, he he stepped in and 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 gave some quality uh, you know yards and, and 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 touchdowns there. You know our fantasy fantasy guys out there. If you have if you have if you play fantasy, you know and you had Jalen Warren, you know he helped your team out tremendously. But yeah, I mean Jalen. I mean um. Uh, Le'Veon Bell coming in to this at 31, as you mentioned, e as you alluded to, when we talked about, you know, at the beginning of the season, when we talked about guys who are still in their prime that weren't getting the, the money that they, des- they felt like they deserved, like, you know Saquon Barkley, like a Tony Pollard, like Ezekiel Elliott. You know those guys who are, are younger than uh, younger than Le'Veon Bell, and you know still haven't produced, and they've been playing. Even though 31, I, you know, is young, but in football years, as a running back. It's not young, ladies and gentlemen. It's not. Because the shelf life for a running back, if you if you play each and every year and you stay healthy, the shelf life of a running back is at, at 28. That's generally when you start to decline, at, you know, as an NFL running back. 31 and you haven't played in the last three years, yeah, it's not going to work, man. I mean, someone may, you know, he said the Steelers, that's all he wanted to play for. The Steelers, like you said, E, to use your term, kick the tires, see what he has left. You know, you know how long can he stay healthy, things of that nature? Can we use him as a return guy or something like that? But, you know, long-term, I just don't see him, you know, being the answer for not just the Steelers, but any other team that wants to bring him in, you know, for sure. And nothing against Le'Veon Bell. I don't know what his workout regimen is like. He may be in the best shape, um, you know, but I, I don't see it happen. But, Kay, real quick, what, what say you about Le'Veon Bell? you know, and his potential, you know, comeback, uh, if you will, with the Steelers or any other organization.
4: What? Well, uh, this this one's going to make E. Smile. In and, and true K-fashion, yeah. I'm going to go a little against the grain this time. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. You know, because, um, so the the league lead in rushing touchdowns this past season, or tied for the league with Mozart, right? Y'all, are yeah. y'all aware Mozart is 31 years old?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
4: know. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: Okay. here's here's the difference, so okay. that Most of that played offense. last no no most of I played last year, the year before, the year yeah. before, and the year before. Guy, they absolutely played three years, dog. Hey man, don't no let get you in football shape, but football.
4: Right. Absolutely, absolutely. I I don't I don't disagree with you, but here's where I'ma lean with Le'Veon. I ain't saying it's gonna happen, but I'm Got just you. talking about the, the getting in the shape and this that and the third lady on tried to box. You know, now if there is nothing else that comes close to uh the condition in a football, it would be boxing. Um, so you know, he, he, maybe he took too many blows and that's why he wanna come back. But <laughs> he, he at least he at least attempted to box, you know what I'm saying? So he he got to be in shape. Now how much shape, uh, yeah, that remains to be seen. But he got he got to be in shape. Now if he's in good shape, and he's in good football shape. Now, three years off, that for him, bad knees, that's good because you need to get a chance to rest, and you know what I'm saying? And and yeah. if you've been working out, you should be strong. Now, does he have football speed? Now, that's another story. Right. So like he was saying earlier, I would bring him in, you know, kick Kyle a little bit, see what's happening, you know what I mean, and and, and go from there. But I I I, don't, I wouldn't put too much of an age risk on him because he's been out for the three years and he's attempted to box and uh, played around with MMA a little bit. So I would expect him to be in some kind of shape. You know what I mean? And, and we'll go from there and see what happens. I mean, let's not forget Michael Vick. As great as he is, he went to prison for two years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let alone being away from the game. You and you behind brick walls. You can't. <laughs> you can't get no serious workout, but not no football workout. Le'Veon exactly. has at least been in the free world. So,
2: okay, hey, boy, will, like
4: we said, can, let's kick, kick can, the cops a
2: little bit. Okay, I will give you this. You do make some national points. The three years off could be more of a blessing than a curse because, like you said, with Mostert, and I mentioned Mostert has played the last three years. That's a lot of wear and tear mileage on your body. Love. Exactly. Le'Veon, Le'Veon was a cutlass a seventy nine colours two door coupe that you put in the garage for three years and you know, now you bring it back out. You gotta get you gotta wash it, get it detailed, tuned up, oil changed, and put it out there. Like I said, kick the tires. But um he did save three years worth of mileage on his body and, and, and if if you know how they say like Good thing they got the bye week next week It gives them a chance to get healthy Well damn if you get healthy in the bye week Out of three years you should be What they say I'm in the best shape of my life I've never felt better <laughs> You know, words, they yeah. know that. That's a detriment But yeah he should be able to really say that Hey man I'm in the best shape of my life I ain't never felt better
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay that sounds cute guys But that ain't gonna work <laughs> We know that ain't gonna work <laughs> 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 we know that we know that, go right. I, I, you know, you guys. I don't know if you guys are lobbying for his age but I, but I get it, man. I I really do get it. But if you're not in the game, man, there's no better there's no better training than in the game uh, training. I, I get it. You know, you you know you, you you didn't get hit, and you know you didn't make those cuts and things of that nature for three years. But come on now, y'all, y'all know you y'all, y'all know how it is. Y'all 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 are football guys, man. But I I, I get it. Le'Veon Bell, man. I, you know if they if the Steelers – because he only mentioned one team. He said he only wanted to come back and play for one team. So, you know, there's 31 other teams out there that aren't even looking his way. So maybe they do bring him in. I think they do bring him in if he's serious about it because – they bring in about 90 to 100 players. I forget the exact number for training camp. So bring him in again to to, to you know to use your term again he, to kick the tires and and, and see what it's, it's about. But you know as far as Mostert goes, man, he was more a special teams guy. You know the, the you know for the most part of his career until he got to you know San Francisco and then this year I mean, it a couple of years ago with the Dolphins and the um, you know same type of offense. So if Le'Veon Bell can find that right offense, that right system, because that's where most, that's why of guys, you know, he took off, you know, with that 49ers offense, Kyle Shanahan, and then Mike McDaniel's, who's a, um, you know, prodigy of of Kyle Shanahan. So if Le'Veon, maybe Le'Veon Bell with Austin Smith, you know, maybe that may work for him. I we don't know, we don't know, but you know, I'm 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 not one to say don't try, man. If you have the love for the game and you know. Thing, you know, go fight for it, man. Go, you know, go do your thing, man. Because you were a great talent. I don't even know why he left. I get it. I think him taking that year off, you know, with Pittsburgh and that that whole situation, I think that kind of set him back. But maybe he's got a different mindset right now, and you know, he's going to go back. But we we've seen you know bigger stories and and, and definitely bigger com- come So uh, let's see what that happens. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you, brother Fajore. Sure, I'm a big fan of uh, Le'Veon Bell for sure. All right, a- Let's do this. Let's grab our, our next break here, guys. When I when we come back, I want to start. Talk, let's talk about this, the the uh, the Super Bowl before we give our predictions. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, I want to break down these teams, you know, um, from an individual standpoint. I just want to see. I just want to ask you guys who has the different who has the advantage at um, different um, at different positions. You know, we'll go quarterback, running back, you know, and and see who you give the uh, the edge to. Um, in each position also, you know, then ultimately we'll break down the game and then we'll give our predictions on that and hopefully we have time. I want, I got to talk about Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid as well before we get into East Scott's entertainment segment for sure. And then ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, and you want to call in, you want to get in on East Scott's entertainment segment. Again, I'm putting up to $25. Um, if you want to get in on it, you know, call in 347-637-3286. Again, there's no advantage here, ladies and gentlemen. I have absolutely no advantage. Please know that. I have no heads up other than how many questions are um, going into it. All right, so with that being said, let's grab our next break, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know where you're at because you're here. It's Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio.
0: You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.
3: Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer... Smoother skin you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash.
0: Hey South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year round to serve you from Columbia's only drive-through office. Give them a call 803-419- 1001. That's 803-419-1001. Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just joining us, uh, we, before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, you know, we talked about Le'Veon Bell. You know some of the coordinators uh, that um, you know have been uh, hired. Uh, you know, we talk about Clint Kubiak who was hired by the Saints. Talk about Le'Veon Bell's uh, possible return as well. He's come on and said that he wanted to return uh, at the age of 31 with the Steelers, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes, ladies and gentlemen. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we got to get into it, and we, it's the biggest uh, biggest stage in all of sports, in my opinion. Uh, we're talking about this year, there's a preview of the Super Bowl, and that's Super Bowl 58 between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And before we get into our predictions here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to uh, ask these guys. And we've got Special K on. If you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, with us uh, uh, this evening. And yeah, hey, I wanna I wanna start with you know you know who has the advantage at each position. I, I think some of these may be uh, a no-brainer, may be easy to go with. Um, so I'm gonna start with those who I think that will all be um on the same page with if you will but others you know we we may not be but nonetheless let's start with the obvious you know I think this is uh, a no-brainer I think we'll all go with the same the same player here and that's the quarterback position here E and uh you know who has the advantage here you know obviously you got you know Brock Purdy with the San Francisco 49ers second year guy and then you got Patrick Holmes he's been here several times you know four times um and he just you know depending on you know what side of defense you are he he's either magic mahomes or P- tragic mahomes depending on you know who you have in, the, in in the uh in the super bowl but what say you who has the advantage here at, at the quarterback position E? at
2: QB i'm going to go advantage kc for other things reasons you just said uh pat mahomes only 26 years old he's playing already playing in his fourth super bowl which he's won two <laughs> So I'm definitely going to say, and that's no slight against Purdy. No, no. I'm just saying um, quarterback advantage, KC.
1: Yeah. uh, Okay. What say you, quarterback advantage, KC or San
4: Francisco? Um, KC, quarterback advantage, KC, um, for, you know, pretty much the same reason he said, the experience factor, um, you know, for Mahomes, he's been there before. So, uh, yeah, experience factor, KC. Uh, I mean, uh, quarterback advantage, uh,
1: Casey. Yeah, I have to agree with you. The only reason why I pose this question to you guys, because, you know, sometimes, he, like like Kay mentioned earlier, he likes to go against the grain. So I didn't know if he was going to go against the grain. Had that, it been another is, team? That is or, the whole
2: reason Kay gets to come on this show. I've known <laughs> Kay now for probably about seven or eight years, and he's always <laughs> been that dude. I said, well, we got to have this dude on. because. Yeah. You know, he he gonna go against the grain no matter how ridiculous it is. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
1: And he'll, and he'll and he'll make you think about it too. He'll make you think about it even <laughs> if it sounds like you know what do you got. Nah, he'll make you think about it. He gives valid points there. But yeah, I, I agree. I make as Man, you know, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Forty Nineers and Brock Purdy. I, you know, I, you know, again. One of my favorite things is, I might be crazy, but I ain't dumb. So, yeah, I mean, when you look at, you know, Brock Purdy, second-year guy, um, you know, in the league uh, and first full season, and a lot of people are saying, you know, he's a, a product of the offense, product of the talent around him. Patrick Mahomes is playing with a lot less talent, in my opinion. But he's gotten these guys here before, so uh, and he's gotten these guys here now, especially beating the, the Baltimore Ravens. So you, you know the way and the fashion that he did. So you know you got to give the advantage. Anyone in their right mind would give it. And even though you're a die-hard Forty fan like myself, you got to give the advantage here to Patrick Mahomes again. Nothing against Brock Purdy, just an advantage there to KC. All right, next one here. E, he, uh, I think we might be in agreement on this, but I'm, I'm 99.9% sure we are. We will be. But the running back position, uh, you got Christian McCaffrey on the 49ers' side, you got um, Isaiah Pacheco uh, on the uh, on the Kansas City side. We'll tell you about uh, who has the advantage here.
2: Uh, advantage San Fran. I mean, McCaffrey is top three running back in the league. And I only said three because, you know, somebody always going to think somebody's better. But you yeah. can make an argument for being best running back in the league. But um, definitely advantage San Fran at running back.
1: Okay. Okay, what, what say you about this? Uh, who has the advantage here? Um, I mean, if you're going ahead head up at, at San
4: Francisco, but I think I think KC is going to do running back by committee. In um, case uh, San Fran don't do that no more, it's, it's it's all McCaffrey. So you know, for this game, um, I, I'm I, I think I'm gonna go KC, man. I'm gonna go KC. Uh, you know, not, no slight against running uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, but I'm just saying the way they've been playing ball, like it's all him, right? And I think um, you know, um, in this game, he may get get beat up a little bit.
2: But um, okay, they will, they will line Debo
4: yeah. running back. Yeah, yeah, but we haven't seen that a lot lately. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been Debo in the slot, you know, catching a little five yard dump and taking it to the house, something like that. Um, I I can't remember the last time Bebo caught something out the backfield. Now he might have won a motion or something like that. But as far as and now mind you, I haven't seen every San Francisco game, so we start there. But I don't, you know, highlights or whatnot. I haven't seen Bevo catching it out the backfield too much, you know. Um, And then when you look at the stats, the stats kind of back that up. I mean, the the the, the running back. I mean, the the runs are ninety-seven percent McCaffrey. So you know, for this game, for the sake of this game, I'm I'm leaning KC. Um, Just you know, running back by committee, not not you know one guy being so dominant wow. so you're
2: out here saying clyde edwards there,
4: lsu alone
2: <laughs> don't, don't come out here russell about 200 <laughs> i
4: ain't saying that i said by committee
3: now ain't trying to
4: trying to flip it up you know by committee you know because they give uh what's his name mckinnon i think um I think that's his name he gets the ball a little bit out of the bike field too so you know,
1: more, I'm
4: going
1: more running by, by, by committee than than one man Gotcha. for this game. All uh, right. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, if we go, if we can, you know, yeah, you're right. I, I can't argue. If you want to go running back by committee, I mean, if you're going to do that, 49ers don't have to do that. The Chiefs do, but based off that argument, I, I, I mean, based off of that, um, you know, that, that argument, as far as Hilaire, I don't think McKinnon's playing. I think he's been hurt for the majority of the season, but I get where you're coming from there, um, for sure. So if it's go, if it's going to be by committee, and you put two against one, then you know you, I, I understand that argument there. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I just think that you know, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey has, has proven he's in the final. He's one of the finalists to be an MVP for a reason. Um, he's, you know, pretty much you can argue that he's the engine that makes that offense go. You could say Debo uh, as well. Um, but if you, if for whatever reason, you know, uh, knock on wood. You know, Christian McCaffrey goes down. You know, you, Elijah Will uh, Elijah um, Mitchell is, is is a serviceable running back. He just hasn't had the opportunity because, of, like you mentioned, Kay, that so much you know that 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 offense has been relying on. Um, on uh, Christian McCaffrey, but I'm going to go with the 49ers uh, nonetheless. Again, that's why I said 99.9 percent of the uh, of, you know, of it was <laughs> we are going to go with the 49ers. But that KK again, K goes against the grain sometimes. All right, next one here, uh, next position here, E, and that's as the wide receiver uh, position here. Um, you know, you know what's laid out on the third, on the on the uh, on, on the table. Who do you give the advantage to, the 49ers or or the Chiefs here? Wide receiver. Yeah, wide receiver. Yeah. Hey.
2: Oh, advantage San Fran! You got Ayuk um, and then Devo versus Kajaris Tony. So, and, and, um, if he plays. plays, if he plays, <laughs> that was being facetious. And, <laughs> be um, um, so yeah, definite advantage San Fran. That one. Because we got, like I said, Kadarius Toney and MSV over there doing things that they do. Patrick Mahomes make them look like superstars, whereas Debo and IU are natural superstars. Like, um, if you put Debo or IU on any other team, I think they still shine. If you put Kadarius Toney back on the Giants, nah, dog, it's over.
1: I, I, I like that assessment, man. I like the way you looked at that and broke that down. But um, Kay, what say you?
4: <clears throat> I go San Fran too, man. If it's just Debo, <laughs> nah. Um, I go, I go San Fran, man. KC, they they so inconsistent. Um, them Cavs be dropping balls and this that. Didn't they lead the league in drops as a team? Yeah, so thirty-eight.
1: They, yeah, thirty-eight.
4: I gotta, I gotta go with San Fran with this, man. I mean, by committed, by
1: house, by whatever, San Fran. <laughs> All right, good stuff. All right, next one here, guys. I'm gonna go with the, uh, I'm gonna go with the defensive line. Uh, we got the defensive line here, and you know, this is, this is. I don't know where to go with this. I don't know how to feel about. I know where I'm gonna go with this, but I'm just trying to get a feel for where K and, and uh, e. So I'm gonna put a percentage on right here, so it's, I'm gonna go. go I'm gonna say it's going to be 33. I think we're going. I think you know, it's going to be or maybe 66, 33. I don't know how to. I don't know how to, to read this one, but nonetheless, E. What say you? But we're talking about the defensive line. Who do you give the advantage to, the San Francisco 49ers? This is I'm
2: gonna go slight as to KC because KC has played better defense this year than they mm-hmm. played in their past three Super Bowl appearances. Previously, they've done it all with offense because if you look. The past three Super Bowls that they've been to, you had a sense that they belong there. Like early in the season, you were like, okay, Casey's going to win the AFC. This year is the first time just in, their, yeah. in the Pat Mahomes era that you didn't think that. You thought Baltimore was going. But somehow Pat pulled off a miracle, him and that defense. Because, again, the offense hadn't played particularly well. They didn't even play well against Baltimore. They were limited to 17 points. And the second half for KC was awful. It's just Baltimore was off alert, if you will. (laughs) So, yeah, I was going to say the top four, I'm going to give a slight advantage to KC.
1: That's said awful alert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, that's a new like, word. That's I, a new word. Go I ahead, you, I
2: hit you with for that earlier. Yeah, so, yeah Lurk. All
1: right, go patting that man. If somebody steals that, we got we got a whole bunch of, <laughs> of listeners. Somebody's out there patenting that right now. Copyright that, e. okay, what's the say? Uh, what say you about the uh, the defensive line?
4: Well, I seen somewhere this week that uh, uh you know, and I, I don't remember who reported it, but. The title was Chase Young may may not start because of lack of lack of I'm
2: sorry, uh I'm sorry, yeah you, yeah you lack of it effort
4: up? so yeah all right so yeah that helps me just gonna slide the needle the other way uh, <laughs> I go KC man I mean they arguably have uh, the best if not one of if not one of the best if not the best defensive tackle. In the league, so um, I'm going KC with this one, man. KC, be line.
1: Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I can't argue with that. There, you know, you you, you question. Chase Young uh, in the beginning His effort but if you looked at that last Game against the uh, Detroit Lions you're, you're, you're going to Go again you're going to you're going to change your mind In that effort because he had one He had his best game in my opinion even though he had Any sacks Um, you know what he Did he changed the game in that second half so If you guys get a chance look at the second Half and watch Chase Young in that second half of the Detroit Lions where the 49ers made A comeback on that I mean he he was a difference Maker I watched him you know, first and foremost, because I wanted to see what he was going to, to, to bring to the table. So with all that being said, I'm going to get, you know, with Nick Bolster out there, with Eric, uh, Eric Armstead, um, you know, with uh, Javon uh, Hargrave as well. Then you got Randy Gregory coming off of the, uh, uh, you know, coming off of the bench uh, as well. And and then you got Kevin Givens. And then, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. There's, there's so much depth there um and then you can uh, you can name guys other than Chris Jones and then they had an um their other second the best second best pass receiver uh, pass rusher is out with the ACL injury the, uh, I forget his name but he's out he's played for the 49ers last year he's out so with that being said as a collective and what the 49ers um what the Forty Nineers have once uh, you know on stake at stake right now I should say with that that unit, man, I just got to give the advantage to the Forty ers I mean, yeah, you could say that Chris Jones is probably the best defensive tackle in the league, or arguably the best. But when you look at Nick Bosa and what he's able to create, he opens up so many things. And then when you have so much energy, and the, and the, the biggest game is on this on stage in all sports, I think you got to give it to the defensive, uh I think you got to give it to the Forty So I'm gonna go with the Forty ers here. All right. Uh, last one here, guys, because I had, I had a couple more, but uh, let's let's go here because we're running up against the clock. But um, you know, I have two more, actually two more, so I'm not going to go into any the, in, in the other one. But I want to give here the uh, tight end here, uh, tight end uh, E. You uh, know, you got Travis Kelsey. <laughs> we all know about him and what he's able to bring. You know, to the table, he's a vital part of the Kansas City Chiefs getting here. And then you got George Kittle, um, you know, the the the, 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 the uh that guy who he could do both um blocking and receiving um as well. Um these guys are big personalities, but on the field E eh? and you have to have one of these guys, you know, for you is to win the Super Bowl, who are you going with? Do you have Travis Kelsey, you lean on Travis Kelsey, who has advantage here or George Kittle?
2: I actually have this one as a push, K Wall
1: for most of the
2: reasons that you said. Now, Mr. Taylor Swift had a great game against Baltimore, 11 targets, 11 catches. But that's not traditionally what he did this year. Because like Kay mentioned earlier, Kansas City had a lot of drops. Mr. Taylor Swift had a a lot of those drops leading, Mm -hmm. you know, all throughout the season. And the main reason I'm going to say push as to giving KC the advantage, for one thing you said, kill block. I mean, yeah. and, and blocking from a tight end is an underrated skill in today's NFL. But McCaffrey wouldn't get as free as he gets if mm-hmm. Kittle didn't block as well as he does. Now, I'm not saying Mr. Taylor Swift don't block, but that's not what he's known for. When you mention Mr. Taylor Swift, you don't think blocking. When you mention Kittle, this season now in the past he's been a little more productive offensively, but this season when you think of Kittle, you think of blocking. And that enables your running game to to do some things that you couldn't normally do. But I can't give him advantage because again, Mr. Tim Swift had eleven targets for um eleven eleven catches for eleven <laughs> targets. I can't take that away from him. So I'm gonna go push with that one.
1: All right, good stuff. Okay, uh, well, what say you?
4: I'm almost with E man, but I'm 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 shocked y'all with this. I'm I'm a lean uh, 49-51 San Francisco. Um, you know, just for this game. Now, don't get me twisted. Uh, just for this game. Um, and the reason I'm doing that is, I, I think San Francisco going to come in with the mindset of not letting uh, Mr. Taylor Swift beat them. So. Uh, you know, and then with uh, San Francisco with Debo and 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 Ayuk and Christian, uh, just like in the in the Detroit game, that's gonna leave Kittle's open. So um, for this game, I'm I'm leaning fifty one fifty one forty nine San Francisco.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you here. Okay, but I I just think that you know with everything at the stake, if you and if you flip flop these two these two receiver, I mean these two tight ends on the offense, and you put Kittle in, in, uh, in the offense of uh, Andy Reid and you put uh, Travis Kelsey in the offense of Kyle Shanahan would Travis Kelsey be able to block effectively like George Kittle um, I think George I, I don't think he would if you ask George Kittle to be as effective as a receiver as uh, Travis Kelsey, I think you can you can say that he can he can just be just as effective, if not a little bit better. But at at worst he'll be just the same. So that's where I give the advantage to. I give the advantage to George Kittle. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to sound like I'm biased, and but I'm not taking all of the fandom out of it. But if you look at it, George Kittle doesn't just block safeties or double teams, guys. He actually blocks one on one. If you look at that game against the Lions, you see what he did to Hutchinson, the, the, the young tight end, the young uh, defensive end, um, you know, out of uh, out of Michigan. And you know he pancakes. He just didn't just block him or hold him. He put him on his back, and 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 just just no doubt about that block. You know, as about who was a who's a better guy on that particular play. So overall, I'm I'm going to give the advantage to uh, uh, to George Kittle. I, I think he can block, and I think he's just as, as effective as a receiver, as Travis Kelsey, but when you ask him to block, he he can do it way better than Kelsey. I I don't see Kelsey blocking, you know, anyone, at least effectively. He can get in their way, uh, but just not doing it effectively. All right, last one here, guys, and that's, the head coach, we got to go with the head coach. I mean, we got two coaches here that um, this is a rematch of, you know, 2021 or 2019, excuse me. Um, e. We know what Andy Reid is uh, is about. He's going for his third uh, third Super Bowl. Um, Kyle Shanahan, you mentioned it earlier about, you know, him not winning the Super Bowl. They were, you know, missed the Super Bowl. They were down 10, 7 minutes, 34 seconds to go, 3rd, 15. <laughs> 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 but what say you? Who do you give the advantage of uh, of head uh, head coaching to uh, in this game?
2: Uh, offensive line, Trent Williams. Oh wait, wait,
1: you didn't ask about that. Uh, no, um, I know yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't want to ask I did I didn't go there. <laughs> head
2: coach, I'm going to go with Andy Reid, and again because Andy Reid has been to the Super Bowls and lost to the Super Bowls in mm-hmm. both Philly and um, KC, and he's won the Super Bowls too. So, I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan is still up and coming, but I got to go advantage Reed because, you know, I know you guys believe in that, that fictitious momentum. So we can say <laughs> Andy Reed has been here before and yeah. been successful. Kyle Shanahan has been here before, and he was win twenty eight 28-3. Yeah. Granted, he wasn't the head coach, but, hey, hey, I got to go yeah. advantage Reed.
1: Okay. i mad at that there, but, Kay, what say you? Yeah, I'm just talking. Uh,
3: so
4: I'm going. I'm going with Andy Reid, man. I mean, just just for the experience, factor, man. I mean, not not for nothing else. I mean, you got to play the game. Yes, you got to coach the game. But there's a lot of glitz and glamour that come with this, um, which can be distracting to someone that, you know, obviously was distracting to that offense in Houston. Um, so uh, you know, for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I got a follow-up question though. Go ahead. If they, if San Francisco loses this game, is Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat? I mean, because for the past three, four years or whatever, it been oh we right there, we right there, we right there, and they ain't getting the job done. So wow. you know, is 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 he on the hot seat? I say, I'm to compare it to this. Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, before the Bucks won the Super Bowl, we was on that cusp, you know. Almost there, almost there, almost there. We lost the NFC Championship <clears throat> game on a fluke call that eventually changed, had a rule change in the league. Nonetheless, Tony Dungeon gets fired. Gruden comes in, supposedly winning the Super Bowl, although, you know, most Bucks fans feel that's, that's Dungeon Super Bowl, but my point is, Mm-hmm. If Shanahan Ch- loses this game. If he's mm-hmm. on the hot seat. I wouldn't
2: say go ahead, go, ahead. Go, okay, well, No, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say the seat is hot, Kay. But it, it is warming – well, not necessarily no. warming up, but it will get some looks. I mean, there, there will be conversations had, you know, dependent on, on the different media outlets, different podcasts. The conversation will be had. But I think him and Lynch got a pretty close relationship. But, you know, when they sign Lynch on, Lynch got like a 100-year contract, so he's going to be the GMO there forever. And I think as long as Lynch is there, I think Shanahan has a job there. So I do not say that he's on the hot seat. But it, it might be lukewarm, if you will.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna to have to disagree there, E, Just a little bit for two reasons. One, well, first you got to see how they, if they lose, you know, knock on wood. If they lose, how do they lose? Was it the coaching blunder? Is it because of a play? You know, whatever the case may be. We 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 all know that it, it you know, as well as the game could be played, one. A lot of people say one play won't determine the game, but we, we all know that it, it ultimately does. So what, let's see. If he loses the game, I would, and I'm knocking on Woods. But, um, yeah, I think you have to see how that plays out. But, two, I'm going to say, no, he's not going to be on the hot seat for the, for the main reasons, because before the season, they signed Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to an extensive, uh, an extension before the season started. So or beginning of the season, I should say. So no, because they, they, they believe in them and they say, listen, you know, you know, win or lose, you know, we trust in you. And let me just add you know, a, a third, you know, a third uh, reason there as well is like. Who are you going to bring in? Like, you know, you're going to fire your coach. You're on a hot seat because you got to the Super Bowl. You got to the NFC Championship. Four out of five years, you got to the Super Bowl twice, but you lose the Super Bowl. Like, who are you going? To, who are you going to get out there right now? That's going to get you because you. Oh, do you want to be in the Super Bowl, Brandon. and and not win it? Who? Did <laughs>
2: somebody
1: just whisper a name? You just whisper a name. Who? Brandon. Man, get the heck out of here. you, buddy. <laughs> anyway, um, you bugging, you bugging bug with that.
2: Ain't no way in the world, no way. Uh, uh,
1: again, again. Uh, yeah, you, if you got a a, a, co- a head coach um, that's been, you know, successful, they were one game away or one play last year away from possibly getting to the Super Bowl with that injury to to Brock Purdy. Um, I, I think that uh, you know, you look at that. Um, you know they're they got you know he got to the Super Bowl with with with, with Jimmy Garoppolo he got to the Super Bowl with a second year quarter a second year quarterback so I I think even if he loses this game and you know, on Sunday I think you bring him back and you continue to get better and you just you know and again it's all going to be predicated on if they lose, how they lose at this. And then, you know, because Kyle Shanahan said, listen, we're not going to put ourselves in our that situation that we did last year. Last year, you know, they had one quarterback, and then they had Josh Johnson, and 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 they didn't have a quarter, another quarterback after that. Both quarterbacks got hurt in the championship. What did Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch do this year? They went out and gotten Sam Bradford, I mean, Sam uh, Darnold, um, and then Josh Allen, who backed up, uh, you know, backed up, um, uh, what's your boy over there, uh he and um, uh, what's your boy's name? Uh, Tom Brady's son. Um, you know Joe Burrow. Um,
3: Joe oh, Burrow. Okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah. So the thing is, if, if Sam Darnold goes down, if, if Brad Purdy goes down, um, you got Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold goes down, you got Josh Allen. I mean, you have got quarterback. You know, he's a product of his. Uh, office experience, so no, I no, definitely not, man. I I, I know that was a long-winded answer, but uh, but nonetheless, no, I don't think his his feet is is hot by any stretch of the imagination. Because if they if they if they didn't have confidence, if Jed York didn't have confidence in those guys, win or lose in the beginning of the season, he wouldn't have extended them. So definitely not a hot seat. Luke I mean, you, you brought right. up, you brought up
4: some good points, but you know, it, you brought up some of the points I was making as well, like he's he's always been right there, you know. And for some other coaches, that ain't fair too well, you know what I mean? They'd be right there at the cusp, and for whatever reason, they can't get over the hump. You know, a lot of times we've whether it be just or not, you know, coaches get let go in that situation. So, you know, I just want to throw that out there. I don't think he'll he be worthy of being fired either. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, make a little noise.
1: Yeah, I know. I know how you do I know you're, you're, you're not a fan of the 49ers. I know you're not. I'm not going to call you a 49er hater, but I know you're not a fan of the 49ers. I'll, I'll keep it like that. <laughs> I hear it each and every week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so with that being said, we got a couple of minutes before we get into East Scott's um, segment. So with all that being said, all that being laid out, ladies and gentlemen, E. Scott is that time to give our thoughts and predictions on this uh the outcome of this game how do you have this game being played and and who's super bowl 58 uh super bowl champion? 24
4: 17 kc okay okay what's say you yo uh let me see i'm gonna go 33 30 drum roll kc
1: yeah Hey, man, I can't be mad at it, but you know what? I, I can't as a fan in myself. And just, and you know what? You know, let me just take the fandom out of it. And ladies and gentlemen, again, as I stated uh, last week or the week before, uh, I matured in, 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 in learning how to separate them as the fandom and, and the analysts and myself. The analyst tells me that the 49ers, this is a redemption year for the 49ers. I think they're a better team. I know you got Andy Reid over there. I know you got Patrick Holmes over there and you got, uh, Brock Purdy, you know, who still no one wants to give his his his, his due, but that's near here or there. He's not an elite quarterback. He's not a game changer. What he is is a player that knows his role and he plays his role very well. I think he does that if everyone plays their role. Everyone, I'm talking about even in Kansas City. If every world everyone plays their their air game, bring their air game. I think San Francisco wins this game. And I think they win it. Uh, I, I got them, you know, winning 24 20, – excuse me, 21-17. I, I think that's what I'm looking at, 21-17 San Francisco. And I hope it doesn't come down to a kicking duel because I don't have confidence in our kicker. But I, I think the 49ers, they get it done. They know what's at stake. I had nothing to take away from the experience of, of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. But I think – I hope and I'll pray. No, I'm not praying because I'm not praying. I'm not using my prayers on this because God don't care anything about football, in my opinion. But I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers, 21-17. All right, good stuff there, guys. Let me me, throw
2: this out there too real quick. Sure. a little food for thought. Mm -hmm. Vegas has San Fran favorite. The latest line I saw I think was Vegas against San Fran by three. Oh, it was one and a half?
1: The last one I saw was one and a half.
2: Okay, so a lot of money is being laid somewhere. Awesome. And what yes. what 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 the Red Fox saying, Harlem Lights? Uh, you put your money with my money. We well, put we money with their money, and it don't matter who wins, we get all the money. So mm-hmm. I think that's what Vegas is looking at because if you look at the path to get to to the Super Bowl. I mean, Detroit, um, San, Fran beat the, um, San Fran came from behind in both mm-hmm. of his games um, and won in dramatic fashion, whereas um, Kansas City struggled with Baltimore. Shouldn't have beat Baltimore. Now, they did beat Buffalo, but I, I don't know how you say San Fran is a favorite in this game, regardless of who you think is going to win or whatever. Whatever. If you're mm-hmm. Vegas, I don't know why you put those odds where you giving KC points? You see what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, at, at 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 the very least, it should be even money because I think they're trying to control, you know, the betting. And like I said, they want to get all the money. So don't be shocked. if some shenanigans going on, K walk. You
1: know, look, I I, I don't know uh, all about that, man. I, you know, I, I you know, I don't know what that is and if the players are on board for that, if they're willing to sacrifice, you know, a Super Bowl championship, a legacy, if you will, you know, for you know, for X amount of dollars, I don't know. If that's if they're willing to sacrifice their integrity, you know, for that, then, then that's on them. But if you just if I'm I'm taking all that out of the equation and I and I look at it and they're manning up, you know, for sixty minutes um I I just like the 49ers man. I just like, you know, what they they're able to do on both sides of the uh, of the football consistently and I and I don't think we're going to see that San Francisco 49ers defense at least I hope not as far as you know when we saw them in, in Green Bay I guess the Green Bay against the Lions but everything you said, he, uh, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist too. I look at it that woman in the booth—I don't like to say her name. She could play a big part of it um, as well. You know, there could be, you know uh, it could be—you know—it could be a whole money maker there, man. So I, I don't know, E. You know, all I want to know, all I want is a 49ers Super Bowl fifty-eight win. So if they can, if it's one and a half, and the forty-nineers. Can you know kick a field goal or win by one or the four or the the, you know what into whatever everyone wins. Put your money on KC. The 49ers win by one. Hey, I'm happy and then the betters are happy as well. How about that? (laughs) How about that? Perfect world, I guess. But yeah, nonetheless, man. Um, we'll see how it is. Go, you know, bang bang nine again. Let's go, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. All right, if you're a long time listener, you already know. If you're a first-time listener, you can stay on your toes. It's time for uh, E Scott's entertainment segment. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to tune in, if you want to be a part of it, uh, call in three four seven six three seven three two eight six, and you can call you can call in and be a part of this. And um, again, I'm pulling up twenty-five dollars. It goes to the winner. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, you know where you're at because you're here. It's Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott, right here on Never Had So Good Sports Radio. Hey. Uh. <laughs> How
4: you do that there? How you do that there? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that there? Latvia, St. Charles. How you do that there? Shreveport, Mississippi. How you do that there? Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that there? Florida, Arkansas. How you do that, that there?
2: Who that? Anyone that- Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to East Coast Entertainment Segment. East Coast Entertainment Segment is brought to you by
1: Vintage Labs. Vintage Labs is bringing the best patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. To schedule a consultation with a pharmacist, please visit Vintage Labs Collection at VintageLabsCollection.com. Again, that is VintageLabsCollection.com.
2: All right, guys, let's get right on to it. we got 23 of them on the board tonight. What we doing tonight, real names. I'm going to give you their government, and then Ooh. you give me their alias, what they're going oh. by. Uh, oh. Most of the people on the list you've heard of, there may be okay. one or two that you have not. As always, three Daily Doubles on the board. k what we're going to start with you.
1: All right, give me number one.
2: Number one, Percy Miller.
1: Percy Miller is my man. Government
2: is Percy Miller. What's his alias?
1: Yeah, I got you. Uh, Master P. Uh,
2: uh, (laughs) (laughs) That is correct.
1: That's okay.
2: Give me a number. 13. Number 13. Christopher Bridges. Who is Christopher Bridges? I know he knows that. Christopher Bridges. Come on, man. Lord,
4: that sound for me, but offhand I don't know, man. Uh, I'm gonna be Ooh. mad when I hear it though. Uh, Christopher Bridges, man. I want to say different strokes, but I know that ain't right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's time, man. uh Slim Thug, <laughs> final
1: answer. K walk, you want to steal? Yeah, that's that's my man, uh, uh, Ludacris. Final answer, L- Luda. This <laughs> cor-
2: is the correct
1: answer. <laughs> K. walk All right, give me number twenty-one.
2: Number twenty-one, Daily double.
1: Oof
2: <laughs> You found one early. You have ten. You can risk up to ten. I just came out on the board.
1: Yeah, I'll do ten. I'll do ten.
2: Karen Johnson.
1: Who is Karen uh, Johnson? Karen Johnson. Oh Lord, her mercy. Um, I know. Uh, I have no idea, brother. Um, Karen Johnson. I never heard his name. Um, Queen Latifah. I don't know.
2: Miss Sealy. Do you know her as Whoopi Goldberg?
1: Whoopi Goldberg, really?
2: Okay. That's Whoopi Goldberg's government. Yes. So, John okay. McDonald, zero nice. zero. New game. I, I thought Whoopi Goldberg
4: was her government.
2: I <laughs> 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 no. Nah. Well, Karen Johnson's a government. Okay, that's my Kate. Where are you?
4: 14.
2: Number 14. Earl Simmons. Oh, man, you got that.
4: DMX. Final <laughs> M.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. DMX is the correct answer. Uh, okay, what? Well, All right, give me number 20. <laughs> number 20. John Sanford. Who is John Sanford?
1: John Sanford. Um, I don't. oh, John Sanford. I don't know. I'm just gonna say, uh, I don't know about John Singleton. I don't know. Final answer. I Don't know that It's so,
2: Okay, you can steal and take it. Well, you're already in the lead, but you can yeah. go big. John <laughs> Sanford is his government.
4: Uh, man, I do not know. Bubba Sparks. I am <laughs>
2: it's actually Red Fox. From Sanford and Son. Really? Man, stop out. playing. No, it's, oh, it's Redbox. Oh, man. It's, it's John Sanford. That's his real right. name. My John. I'm going to call him John. After
1: Sanford and <laughs> it, Son. Makes sense now. <laughs> so okay.
2: We on you.
4: Let me get uh 15.
2: Number 15, Kimberly Jones. Who is Kimberly Jones?
4: I know wow. who that is. Uh, Lil' Kim, finance.
2: Oh, yeah. Luke, yeah. Lil' Kim is the correct so, answer. Yeah. Uh K Walk where are you?
1: All right, give me number twenty three. <laughs> number twenty three, Curtis Jackson. That's uh, fifty cent final answer. Fifty
2: cent is the correct answer. So Shane, hmm. we're back on you. Uh, sixteen. Number sixteen, Daily Double. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> You have
2: 10 K-Walk hands, five. What you want to do?
1: It's getting late early, Kevin.
4: <laughs> uh, ten.
2: All ten. Your clue. Dwight Myers. Who is <clears throat> Dwight Myers?
4: Dwight Myers?
2: Myers. M-Y-E-R-S. Dwight Myers. I
4: think I know that. Oh, Man, I
2: think I you know
4: that. Um, I think, I don't know. I can't get um, it. Michael Myers, fine answer.
2: Unfortunately, that is incorrect. You back down to zero. The correct answer is Heavy D.
1: Heavy yeah. D's real
2: name was yeah. Dwight Myers.
1: I knew that.
2: K-Walk, where are you? We got one daily double left. You have 5 Cas K-S-K-A-Z-0. So we got right, a low affair. All
1: right, give me number four.
2: <clears throat> number four, Brian Williams. His government is Brian Williams. Ah,
1: what's his name? Ah, oh, the basketball player. I can't think of his. Ah, uh... oh, I don't remember his name. Tag. He played for the Bulls too. Um. I don't know. I don't know his name. Um. I don't know his name. Um. Um. John Doe. Finalize. I don't know his name, man.
2: Okay, you want to steal?
1: What happened to that boy at bird right. yeah. <laughs> no, Birdman? What happened to him is, is right.
2: No, Birdman is the correct answer. Oh, okay. You you, oh. you, you were way off base. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fairly. Uh, normally, I would have told you you were off base. <laughs> <by> base <laughs> okay. But no, bird, okay. Birdman Birdman is the correct answer. Okay. Uh, that's a good. Bourbon from Cash Money Records taking over for the 9-9 in the two thousand. <laughs> let, let me get 17. Number 17, Aubrey Graham.
1: Great.
2: <sighs> Drake is the correct answer. Okay. That's you.
1: All right. Give me number, where we at now? Number seven.
2: <clears throat> number seven, Dwayne Michael Carter. <laughs> that Wheezy Final answer Wheezy is the correct answer We got ourselves a tie Ten apiece Still a daily double now uh, Special K Twelve Let's see Number twelve Dante Smith
4: Ooh, I don't know that I don't I know, know that. Seriously sure. I know who that is Dante Smith um easy <clears throat> final
1: answer.
2: So K, you want I mean, K Walk you wanna steal?
1: Dante Smith. Um I don't know, I not think I wanna say T I I um I um what's his name? Andre three thousand, I don't know, final. <laughs> now correct name is um, most death. Oh, most wow. death okay. is known as
2: Dante Smith. Uh, okay, what will you?
1: All right, give me number two.
2: <clears throat> number two, Eric Bishop. <sighs> Eric Bishop. Eric Bishop. Um.
1: Uh, Eric Eric B. From Eric B. and Rakim. follow okay, You can steal Eric Bishop.
4: Oh! <laughs> <I> ain't that <better. laughs> a Buddy from EPMD.
2: That's what right? Well, Finance. you said Eric B, that's Eric Sermon from EPMD, but both of those answers are yes. correct. Eric both of those answers are correct. Eric Bishop, that's Jamie Foxx. Oh, Jamie, really? Oh Jamie oh, wow. My name is Eric
1: Bishop.
2: Yes, sir. Uh uh S K, where are you?
4: Let me get eleven.
2: Number eleven. Lena Moore. Lena
4: Moore. Oh. yeah, I think. I, um, yeah, Lena Moore. Let me go with. Uh,
1: um, Nicki Minaj. Final
2: answer. K walk. You want to steal Lena Moore?
1: I think I said her earlier. Queen Latifah. Final answer. Incorrect. The correct oh. answer.
2: Is that's MC Light. Ah. Her real oh, name right. is Lena Moore. K-Walk,
1: we're on you. All right, let me see where we at. Give me number 22.
2: Number 22, Melissa Jefferson.
1: Melissa well, Jefferson. Is that Missy Elliott? final answer?
2: Incorrect. K-Walk, I'm just You can steal. Melissa Jefferson.
4: I don't know, but I'm going to go with Mia X final.
2: <laughs> no, that's actually Lizzo. Oh. Lindo. Okay. I started make that one a Daily they did Like, they probably yeah. Yeah. Okay, we on you.
4: Let me get ten. Uh, number ten,
2: number ten. Calvin Rodas New final
4: answer.
1: That, that is N-I-P, correct. that New Calvin
2: That is correct <laughs> uh, K-Walk
1: all right, give me number eight.
2: Number eight, Daily Devil. Ooh. Okay, you have uh, 10. Special yeah. K has 15.
1: All right, there's one, two, three, four, five, six left. I'm down four. All right, I'm going to play safe here. I'm going to do five here, man, do five. Okay, for five points, your clue. Tyreus Gray.
0: Tyrese gray.
1: Ah,
4: Ty
1: no, is great. Ah, no. Tyree is great. Is that Tyrese Final
2: answer? Nope. nice no, his yeah. Oh, his you real know what it, right. You know it is, Kay, for no points.
4: No, nah, no. Nah, I thought I did, but when, when I said no, the, the right answer hit me. So don't worry about it. Nope.
2: No, no. Go ahead. So you can say the answers for no points.
4: Yeah, no, point, no, no No, right? I don't. I don't know who it is. I, I'm okay. wrong. Oh, uh.
2: That's Ju. That's Juven. Juvenile. That's zoo is real nice. So all the days over the gone. We got a few clues left. Uh Sush K, we on you.
4: Let me get I think nine still out there. Let me get Nina Ross.
2: Number nine. Andre <laughs> Young.
4: What? Andre Young. That ain't no
1: stop. Ah. Andre This is what I thought it was earlier. <laughs> Gosh. That ain't
4: right man, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I know you uh, know. What no 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 that's trick. That's that's trick that, Ain't Final answer.
1: Incorrect. K walk, you still? <laughs> I think I got it. Um Doctor Dre, final answer. Uh, Doctor Dre Doctor Dre is the correct answer for
2: Andre Young uh kayla where are you all
1: right
2: I'm, all right where we at give me
1: number three <clears throat> number three dana
2: owens
4: i
1: know who that yeah. is yeah you don't know who that is though i don't bro but i gotta guess dana owens um i don't know man um I'm not, I, I, I don't know, man. Queen Latifah, I don't know, man, my answer. I don't know, man, dang it. Third Third time's the charm. Queen oh. Latifah is
2: the correct answer. I mean, for every other female, you <laughs> said Queen Latifah. That's what I'm going to That's my default, man. It, 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 it's, it's finally correct. That is the correct answer. Let's see. Okay, we got 5, um. 6, uh, 18, 19. You get
4: eighteen.
2: Number eighteen, Michael Tyler. Who is Michael Tyler?
4: Man, I don't even know why you tried me like that. That Mister Cow, finance.
2: Mystical, mystical. That is the correct oh. answer. That is the correct oh, answer. <laughs>
1: wow. Okay. Tell um. What? Give me number nineteen. <clears throat> number
2: nineteen. Peter Hernandez. Who
1: is Peter
2: Hernandez?
1: What is his name? Um Pete um what's the guy's name? Um Petey Pablo. Final answer. Such okay,
2: Peter Hernandez. <laughs> that was real wrong. Okay, do that only the Chicago Bulls know. thing. I, don't yeah. know, I, don't know. I have
4: no idea, man, but I'm gonna go with uh C L Rock.
1: Oh, that's
2: a good answer. I don't, even know, I don't even know who the LCL Rock is. Oh. Okay. But um, the, the correct answer is Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Oh, really? Name. Oh, you know I never name? knew his real
4: name. For sure? I yeah. thought, oh,
2: yeah, really. Hey, man, I'm here to Ed Fontaine. You know yeah, what to say? What to say.
1: Uh, Peter got, Hernandez. Got, Peter
2: Hernandez. We got five and six left.
1: It's okay, right?
2: Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, let me get
2: six, man. Sean Combs.
4: Oh, man. You don't get this. You can put the game away with that. Hey, hey um, um, I don't know what he go by these days. Dr. Love. I know,
1: right? I know, right? <laughs> he did
4: uh, <laughs> a bad boy
1: in pain. What he do what he go by, man?
4: <laughs> um, he, he,
2: he about to go by number. Yeah, about to go
1: by the 765 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> gonna have nine
4: digits soon, you know. Max, with Max. an eight in the front.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's
2: the other victory for you, K. Yeah. Uh, uh okay well, one last clue. Um Sean Carter. Uh
1: Sean <laughs> Carter, that's uh that's um J Z final answer. That is correct. Final score. Um, Special K. Five
2: ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five. Uh, K-Walk, 5,
4: 10, 15, 20. So that's your K, lunch your Good K-Walk, stuff. tomorrow. am What? Cue some, what? Cue, some, cue some music. Did you realize that you were a champion? And they're right? Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something to show you how we
3: live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that shit. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. So Do it, keep on doing, do it just like this.
2: <laughs> good, stuff. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know you wanted to get into some basketball, K. Okay, well, so we got about look like about ten minutes left. Just let's yeah. go ahead and jump on into that real quick.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good stuff, uh, K. Okay, for sure. And send me your um, text me your, uh, your your Cash App or however you want me to send that to you, brother. And I'll make sure I get that twenty five to you. Um, yeah, I, I want to start off with um, you know what, man. There's a couple of things here. I want to start off with. Uh, just not start off but talk about um, the whole situation with the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, Doc Rivers um joining the uh the Bucks after they uh you know they they, they fired the head coach there. Um, and it seems like that the uh the players, Giannis, Damon Little, uh those guys there, man, wanted a coaching change. They got the coaching change. now Doc Rivers is in there now they're one and four under Doc Toolidge. What say you about this? Is it a good fit? Now people are starting to say Doc should be fired after five games, or six games, whatever the case may be. Um, one, should Doc be fired? And two, how much have we had to put on these players, man? Uh, no, it's not a good
2: fit. Doc should be fired. Doc should have <laughs> never been brought in. And then right. how does it work the head coach in the All-Star game, too? I right. mean, <laughs> first, first of all, you've lost more 3-1 leads than any coach in the history of, of the NBA. You come into Milwaukee, you, after four games, You I mean, after five games, you 1-4, you get named the head coach in the All-Star game, and then you <laughs> lose it, and you got, arguably, two top ten players on the team, in Giannis and Dane. I mean, yeah. you can rank them however you want to. Jordan B is going to miss and what they've said on TV, an extended amount of time, because he just yeah. had surgery yesterday, so it's almost like they handing the East over to you if you wanna go get it, but I don't think you'll be able to get past Boston. I mean, I, I I don't know what the Bucks were thinking. I don't know how much they paying Doc. Doc had a good little gig on ESPN with Mike Green <laughs> and George Burke. He should have stayed his ass over there because no, this is not a good fit and yeah, they need to roll Doc about the pay.
1: But let me ask you this question, you know, a follow-up question here: Is how much do you have to start putting on this on the on accountability, given uh, accountability on these players, man? Because these guys have come together, Giannis and 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 Dame, and and all these guys have wanted. You know, Griffin was out, and then the the previous coach last year is out, so they got three coaches within uh, in less than a, a year. E. So when are we going to start putting the onus on some of these players? And and I know you pay these guys an, an extensional amount of money, but when are we going to start saying, listen, what is it going to take for you guys to step up? Who do you need to be the coach? You guys are lobbying for this coach, you lobby for that coach, and you got both of them, and you're not winning. So when, when do we start pointing fingers at them? Well, we got to put the blame on them, eh? That, no, no, no. That, 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 that's all. All those are facts that you said. I mean,
2: because you got Giannis, you got Milton, and you got Dame over there. And then you know, you you get a ghost that was above five hundred. You get him rolled up out of there because, like I said, the rumor mill said that he was picking on Giannis's brother, so he had to go. Yeah. But so you saying, okay, he's above five hundred, but he ain't a good fit. It ain't working. You bring in Doc Rivers. I mean, yeah. yeah, you gotta put some blame on the players, but you also gotta put some blame on management. You could have promoted who I don't even know who the inter I mean, I don't even know who the um the the, the assistant coach is over there. But whoever right. he is would have been a better fit than Doc Rivers. Thank you, bro. And if you wanted to get somebody from ESPN, hey, ESPN just rolled Jeff Van Gundy up out of there with the last set of firings. You could have went and got Jeff Van Gundy and brought him in. Mark Jackson got rolled up out of ESPN. He's available. Stan Van Gundy is available. There are a lot of guys that are There's some dudes we ain't never heard of that Fact. are available. Why in the hell would you go bring up Doc Rivers, those scratchy voice up in there? It's not Blake Paul. It's not Blake Paul. <laughs> Why would you bring him up? <laughs> so he can get up 3-1 in the in the playoffs and blow a lead? No. blow it, right. We, we've seen Doc's movies. None of them end well. You're going to say, oh, well, he got a championship at Boston. Well, Hell. He had one of the first big threes, I'm putting up the air quotes. He couldn't help but to win, but he only won one.
1: Yeah, I mean, great stuff there, Abe. But, Kay, what, what say you, uh, you know, in, in a couple uh, couple minutes?
4: Uh, I I hate putting it on Doc, man, but, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we got through do him to five, so um, it is what it is. Uh, he's not – I knew he wasn't a good fit. You know, it's not his style of team. <clears throat> um, they're not – to me, they're not defensive-minded first, and he ain't got no dogs over there. I mean, Giannis is a great player, but he's not a dog. I don't think Dane's a dog. I think Dane just has an attitude, <laughs> but he's not a yeah. dog player, per se. Um, so, um, that's not his style. I mean, when Doc has one with Boston or, you know, um, the only thing that stopped them from going back was Kobe. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I don't... You know Boston repeats if it's not for Kobe. so you know um and I hate putting it on Doc, man, but yeah he he, he don't fit well with them man
1: that
4: for the doc, no. I know that team doesn't work well with him, he don't have his style of players here,
1: yeah, and you know, looking at the resume of the last again the last twelve months three three, three head coaches in the last three months, I don't know when you we're gonna we're not gonna I don't know when we start to say, listen, it's gotta be the players. We've got three different head coaches here, man, and, you know, you, you go out last year and, you know, the first round um, against the, the, the Heat who were under Man Heat. You know, they eliminated them. They fired a head coach where they were second or third in, in the Eastern Conference uh, as far as uh, standings go, and then you bring in another coach here, and you know, uh, uh, Doc Rivers, and you're one and four the first five games, who is it, man? Who is it? What coach is going to get this done? You guys are going here three coaches in 12 months. You can't tell me this can't be on the players. The players have to have accountability here, man. So what are they saying? Oh, well, we have three different coaches in 12 months. But that's on you because you guys have lobbied for this. Giannis is making $60 million a year. Dame is making what he's making. You you gave up so much to get Dame to brought him in here to bring him in there, and and it's still not working. Even though you're still in the top three in the conference, but right now it's dwindling. So you got to ask yourself, when is Giannis and these guys who are going to start to take accountability? you know, for, um, you know, the, the chemistry or lack thereof or, or the the willing to, uh, to, to play on that court or give their heart out, you know, for this, for that organization who's paying them so much money. So you've got to ask yourself, when are we going to start to put accountability on these players instead of the coaches? All right, good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. That's all the time that we have. Um, like I do all, uh, uh, every week, I like to leave you guys with something uh, positive. Uh, this week I'll leave you with this. Motivation gets you going, but discipline Keeps you growing, all right. For my for East Scott, I, uh, I am K Walk for Sports Talk with K Walk and East Scott Well Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week.